Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, we're going over a lot of shit. Uh, but today's episode was mainly going to be an NBA episode, but a lot of shit has happened this week. A couple things have happened, so I definitely want to talk about it in this one. And so, yeah, so the first half of the episode will be NBA related, and then we get to the other part of the episode. I was going to do this yesterday, but yesterday, uh, it was not the best day. Let's just, let's just say that, uh, for me personally. So I kind of did not really want to record yesterday because it was just a pretty tough day for me. But anyways, you know, I'm still here. So I'm going to record this today and get this out by, you know, later tonight, hopefully maybe tomorrow morning if it releases soon enough. But anyway, let's get straight into the episode. Let's go over the NBA scores. Like we, I always do. So let's take it back all the way to Monday. And uh, yeah, let's just go over the score. So Monday we had four games. We had the Knicks taking on the Cavaliers. We had the Cavaliers defeating the Knicks 95 to 93. <clears throat> we had the Pelicans taking care of business against the Pacers 117 to 113. We had the Bulls beat the Thunder 111 to 110. We also had the Suns defeating the Jazz 115 to 109. Then Tuesday, we had the Sixers defeat the Pelicans, 117-107. The Raptors defeating the Hornets, 125-113. We had the Nuggets defeating the Pistons, 110-105. The Clippers defeating the Wizards, 116-115. The Lakers, surprisingly, defeating the Nets, 106-96. We also had the Kings getting destroyed by the Celtics, 128-75. The Spurs defeating the Rockets 134 to 104. We have the Timberwolves defeating the Timberwolves, the Trailblazers 109 to 107. We also had the Mavericks losing to the Warriors 130 to 92. And on Wednesday, we had the Clippers defeat the Magic 111 to 102. The Hornets defeat the Pacers 158 to 126. So yeah, 158 points scored for the Hornets that game. The Pacers, uh, yeah, fucked. Um, and the Cavaliers, they defeated the Bucks one fifteen to one to ninety nine. The Knicks, they lose to the Heat one ten to ninety six. The Heat um, are officially now the best team in the Eastern Conference. They're number one right now. So let's keep this up as we speak. Um, the Hawks, they defeat the Kings one twenty one to one hundred four. We also have the Raptors losing to the Bulls. 111 to 105. The Nets losing to the Nuggets, 124 to 118. We also had the Grizzlies defeat the Spurs, 118 to 110. We also had the Jazz defeat the Suns, or actually the vice versa. The Suns defeat the Jazz, 105 97. The Mavericks defeat the Blazers, 132 to 112. And then those were the games for Wednesday. On Tuesday, we only had on Thursday, excuse me, we only had two games. The Sixers defeat the Lakers 105 to 87. And the Warriors defeat the Timberwolves 124 to 125. So yeah. And then way yesterday on Friday, shitty day. But the Magic, they defeated the Pistons 119 to 103. The Lakers, they lose to the Mat to the Hornets, 117 to 114. The Hawks defeat the Celtics 108 to 92. The Heat defeat the Clippers 121 to 114. The Pacers defeat the the Thunder 113 to 110 in overtime. The Blazers defeat the Rockets 125 to 110. 
The Nuggets defeat the Pelicans 116-105. The Grizzlies defeat the Jazz 119-109. The Spurs, they defeat the Bulls 131-122. The Suns defeat the Wolves 134-124. And the Bucks, they defeat the Knicks 123-108. Then for today's game, we have six games going on. Currently, we have the Pacers-Mavericks. Currently, the Mavericks are winning the Pelicans and the Celtics. The Sixers and the Kings, the Wizards and the Grizzlies, the Raptors and the Heat. And then later, in a little bit, starting from now, the Nets and the Warriors. So those games for today. And then for tomorrow, we have the Clippers, Hornets again, Lakers, Hawks, Cavs, Pistons, Mavericks, Magic, Nuggets, Bucks, Bulls, Blazers, Jazz, Timberwolves, and then Spurs, Suns. So the NBA scores. Now let's go over... The NBA standings, so let's go start off with the Eastern Conference. Obviously, the Magic, they're in 15th place. Uh, they're 10 and 40. So, yeah, not, not a good team. The Magic has been, yeah, a pretty, pretty uncomfortable, pretty young team with a lot of young players, obviously. So, we can't really expect this Magic team to go anywhere anytime soon. They have some great players, you know, obviously, Cole Anthony, uh, Jalen Suggs. Those are two players right now that... You know, they definitely have their own thing going on, but they're young players. Uh, not a championship-worthy a championship worthy team, you know, at least right now. So, yeah, of course, the Magic, anything at this current moment, they're just not great. But, you know, maybe in the future, at some point, they will be, they'll become that team, hopefully. That's the goal. Uh, number 14, the Pistons, 11-37. Again, the Pistons have just been, you know, at the bottom of the Eastern Conference in the NBA for the past how many years now and the Pistons are just continuing to just you know be being part of a rebuilding franchise that just have not been able to get you know anywhere in these last 10-15 years ever since they won the championship in 2004 like you know they made the playoffs occasional seasons but it's they just haven't been that team um to get back on top of the NBA and I don't know how long it would take but yeah, they're again not a great team. Uh same with the Pacers, they're number 13, they're 18 and 32. Pacers, I mean, once again, they're just they're just, you know, at the bottom of the bottom of the NBA, so really can't expect too much from them. At number 12, the Knicks. Uh they've been they're 23 and 27. They kind of have been pretty disappointing considering after last year they made the postseason. Um yeah, they lost in 5 against the Hawks, but the fact that the Hawks are also at 11th place by the way, 23 and 25. Two teams, you know, that put up a great show in the playoffs last year against each other, even though it was really the Knicks that were just struggling. Um, and the Hawks were pretty much dominating in that series. Yeah, um, the Hawks and the Knicks have both been pretty much struggling this entire year. Trey Young has been great still. The rest of the team has been dealing with injuries as well. So that's a huge part of why the Hawks have been pretty disappointing. But the Knicks, also, I kind of see that Julius Randle hasn't been that great this year. Um, his percentages and down and shooting percentage, like his stats have been going pretty much down. So yeah, it's a lot going on for the Knicks. Um, they could still, you know, get in for the play in tournament potentially, but I don't know right now they're kind of still stuck in a weird position, but play in tournament still a high chance that the Knicks could get in at least. And Hey, you know, they might sneak in a playoff spot. Um, if they, you know, if they're able to win in the play in tournament. So yeah. We still have, you know, two and a half months until the NBA playoffs begin. So there's still enough time that the Knicks can get up and the Hawks as well can get up in that ranking. 
At number 10, we have the Wizards, 23 and 25. They actually had a pretty good start to the season. They've kind of been also been falling down to earth recently. Um, yeah, they're on a four-game losing streak at the moment. They they have just been kind of all right in the middle. Bradley Beal has been injured. He hasn't been playing as many games this year as much. But, you know, when he does play, he hasn't, he hasn't been a great, per se, uh, the Wizards, honestly, I haven't really been seeing the Wizards that much this year, so I can't really say a, bot, a lot about them. But, yeah, they're, like, in the middle right now. They're in the play-in tournament worthy, but nothing crazy right now. Uh, the Raptors are in ninth place with a 23-23 and record. Again, they, you know, they, they win they lose some. They're right now one of the, you know, most mediocre teams in the NBA. Has a chance to make the postseason, you know, potentially. But, again, uh, the, a lot of highs, a lot of lows for for Toronto. Same thing with Boston at number eight. They're 25 and 25. A lot of a lot of great games where they blow out opponents and a lot of terrible games where they get blown out. So and Jason Tatum has been great, but once again Jalen Brown has kind of been alright. He did have a go a couple good uh, a couple of good performances this season, but overall it's been kind of a mess um overall for, for Boston. At number seven we have the Hornets at 28 and 22. They've actually been playing a lot better than Usual, Mikel Bridges have been great. Lamella Ball has been fantastic. So, yeah, um, Miles Bridges has been great as well. So, you know, there's a lot of players that have been doing their own thing. And so, yeah, they're a playoff team at the moment. So the Hornets can keep it up. And they're they're definitely in there. Um, at number six, we have the Sixers. Uh, very fitting. 29-19 and 19 record. Uh, the Sixers have been pretty good. I mean, without Ben Simmons playing this entire year and probably not playing a single game this entire year, um, they haven't been looking terrible. Again, they were kind of on a rough stretch in the in like the early half of the season. They were kind of like in the middle area. They're like in the ninth, tenth seed around that area. They're kind of playing mediocre basketball, but uh, Tobias Harris has been decent. Oh, Joel Embiid, obviously, he's been playing like an MVP right now. Currently, I think he's the favorite to win MVP at the current moment. So, yeah, Joel Embiid, if he's not injured, he is playing dominant basketball, and he's you know arguably one of the best players in the league, like at like top five at least right now this year. Um, because certain teams, uh, certain players, you know, by injury, they can't really win the MVP anymore. Or just because of the crazy slump they've been having, they just haven't been able to kind of get into still be in that MVP ladder at the moment. But Embiid right now is probably the favorite to win MVP over guys like Giannis and Katie and Curry and everybody else. So, yeah. Uh, and the Knicks, uh, well, not the Knicks, the Nets at number five, they're 29-19. They're also on a three-game losing streak. The Nets, James Harden has been has been pretty good. He had a pretty rough stretch in the beginning of the year, but he's kind of getting back to normal. Uh, Katie was having a great year, but unfortunately suffered a an injury, an MCL sprain. So unfortunately, he's going to be missing out some time. Uh, he'll be back most likely in March, so he will miss. He's already missed like I, I believe one or two weeks already. So yeah, a couple more weeks left. I think a whole ass month left um, for him to return. He's not going to be playing in the All Star game, despite him obviously having that that All Star you know starter position. And so yeah, the Nets have been still pretty good. They've still been pretty dangerous. So really, nothing has been changing. Um, Blake Griffin has been pretty bad. Joe Harris has been all right. So you know, nothing too crazy. But that's kind of how they've been going at it right now. At number four, I have the Bucks. Oh, not I have the number four. I have the Bucks. The Bucks are in the number four position. They're thirty-one and twenty. 
Uh, Giannis still looks dominant. Uh, you know, when is he not fucking dominant? So, yeah. Giannis has still been looking pretty good. Chris Middleton has been looking pretty good. Drew Holiday has been looking pretty good. This team is still looking at the right direction. You know, potentially win another championship this year. Might go back to back. We'll see. And number three, we have the fucking Cleveland Cavaliers. They're 30 and 19. Yeah, Cavaliers easily one of the biggest surprises of the year. That's crazy that the Cavaliers are this fucking good. They're 30 and 19. I mean, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton has been great. So, yeah, I mean, damn. And Darius Garland, honestly, he should definitely, definitely is an all-star this year. So, give him that spot uh, because he definitely deserves to be an all-star this year. So, yeah, Cavaliers have been taking it all the way in. They're a top three team in the East. So, believe it or not. Uh, next, we also have another surprise team, the Bulls, at number two with 30-18 and 18 record. Again, Alex, uh, Alex Caruso, um, Zach Levine, you know, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, they've all been playing great in Chicago, so really not a lot to expect um, from the least high expectations in the playoffs at the moment, but this team in the regular season has been pretty good. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, they've been looking pretty good right now. And the Bulls are still, you know, firing on all cylinders. But right now, the number one team in the Eastern Conference is the Miami Heat. They're 32-17. and 17. This team is loaded. This team is balanced. This team is fucking incredible. Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year. Give that motherfucker the title already. I don't give a shit. Bam Adebayo, he was injured for a little bit. But he's looking dominant as ever. If he can play these months, you know, great basketball could be back in that conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. Jimmy Butler also had a little bit of injury issues this year, uh, but he's been playing pretty good these last couple weeks. Kyle Lowry has been that guy in Miami, so continue giving us that. Uh, Duncan Robinson did have a str- uh, a tough stretch, but you know he also has been pretty good as well. P.J. Tucker has been hitting a lot of threes as well. Um, you're, you're seven. You're seven. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but that man has also been pretty fucking good. So, um, keep 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 him up. That man, that center guy is uh, is is something special. So hey, Caleb Martin also has been pretty decent as well. So I got to give him that as well. So Max Struess was was all right. I haven't really heard of Max Struess in a bit, but also has been good. Uh, who else? Uh, Victor Oladipo has been okay, but he's also been, you know, he's been missing out on some games. But definitely, what to expect. When uh, when he does return and get back, so we we'll have to wait and see how that pans out. Also, the Heat are actually playing against the Raptors right now, so I have to check that game out in a minute. But that's pretty much the Eastern Conference going on right now. Let's talk about the Western Conference from worst to best. So at number fifteen, we have the Rockets, fourteen and thirty-five. They're the Rockets. They're rebuilding. They're they're boot they're booty cheeks. They're booty cheeks. They're they're a young team. They don't have a lot of guys right now that have been superstars or potential superstars. I mean, definitely Jalen Green, but also hasn't had the greatest rookie season so far this year. So I don't know, but hasn't been terrible, but hasn't been amazing. Number 14, we have the OKC Thunder, 14 and 34. Again, another shitty team, a young team. They're on a seven-game losing streak. Yeah, the Thunder, they're just really not going anywhere at the current moment, but I guess right now they're just going to have to see where they really want to take off because the Thunder just right now, they're not really not really doing that much. But, you know, maybe in five years from now, they're going to be a dominant 
consistent playoff team and shit. Maybe they might win a championship anytime soon. So we'll have to see. But anytime soon right now, at least right now, nah, that's that's not what's going on for them. Number 13, we have the Kings, 18 and 34. The Kings, I don't really know that much. Uh, I'm just going to go over the next four teams because honestly, I haven't really been watching that much Western Conference basketball besides obviously like with the Warriors and like the Lakers and Jazz or whatever. But the Kings, 18 and 32. The Pelicans, uh, number 12, uh, 18 and 30. Zion is, still hasn't been playing. So I don't know when is Zion going to come back. I don't know when the man is, you know, going to finally play basketball. I just don't know. Biggest mystery of the season, I guess, at this point. At 11, the Spurs, 19 and 31. They've been pretty disappointing. They're also not the best or most complete team in the league, but kind of has been pretty rough seeing that the Spurs, they can definitely, you know, play against against good teams, but they're just not a great team themselves. So, yeah, pretty weird, but yeah, at number 10, the Blazers, they're 21 and 28. Yeah, uh, Damian Lillard before the injuries hasn't been that great. Um, hopefully when he comes back from injury, he can play great again because the Blazers is really what Dame has and that's what he really wants because Dame is too loyal and he doesn't want to leave Portland. So Portland is doing pretty rough without him. They just have not been good. They're right now in play in playing tournament position, but I don't know. There's better teams in that playing tournament right now spot for looking good for them, but Blazers have been pretty bad. Next, I have the the Nugget, not the Nuggets. What the fuck am I talking about? Number nine, we have the Lakers. They're twenty four and twenty six. Yeah, this Lakers team is just not good. Like, like, it's insane. Like, it's what easily one of the most disappointing teams uh, in the league in the whole year, the whole season. I mean, LeBron has been great. When is he not fucking great? AD has been getting back on his shit. You know. Hopefully he could, could remain to continue to stay healthy so he doesn't, you know, you know, not lose playing time and obviously get on the court and, you know, dominate. But Russell Westbrook, man, it's just been a pretty big liability for this team. Their shooting has also been terrible. Um, yeah, Lakers, they just have a lot of issues. And I don't want to just make it, basically say Russell Westbrook is the majority of the issues in, in L.A. because he's not the only reason, but... There's still a lot of things going on that I'm kind of like, L.A., they I, they could easily make the playoffs, but first-round exits like they, they were last year against Phoenix, I really won't be surprised. I really won't be fucking surprised. So, honestly, it's it's really not going to take that much. It's, it's really not going to take that much, but, you know, it is what it is. At number eight, the Timberwolves, 24 and 25. They actually haven't been a terrible team. They have been kind of surprising. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns have been good. D'Angelo Russell has been good. You know, they haven't played that much together, you know, pretty much in the last couple of years. But this season, they have been figuring things out. And they've actually been playing pretty good basketball. They just are very inconsistent. And they don't have their best nights all the time. But the Timberwolves, if they can keep getting better, if they can keep approving, they can definitely be a higher team in the rankings. Definitely a top five team in the West if they can but it's just not looking that way right now. Number seven, we have the Clippers, 25 and 26. It's crazy that the Clippers are the seventh team in the West, but they're still not even a 500 team. How many teams are 500 and above in the West, in the East? Nine teams. So two teams are literally exactly 500, 
and the Hornets are 560. So they have uh, six games ahead of 500 for the record, but still pretty weird. Been pretty weird for, for those teams. But anyways, back to the Clippers. The Clippers, you know, Kawhi hasn't been playing. Injuries, whether whenever, whenever he's going to come back, I don't know. We really don't know. But playoff team, you know, and they could stay in that play-in tournament position. I don't know if they'll really have a good chance of making the playoffs because the Clippers haven't been incredible, obviously, due to injuries, Kawhi and... And also PG hasn't been amazing, but also has been kind of there saving the team for a bit. Yeah, I don't know if they're really a, a, a deep playoff team at the moment. But we'll have to see what the Clippers can do, you know, in the second half of the year to make changes and to, you know, get better. So we'll have to see. The Nuggets at number six, they're 27 and 21. Well, the Nuggets, you know, they have Jokic, the best center in the league. You know, when is Jokic not doing his own thing, being one of the craftiest and one of the most important players and easily one of the most valuable players in the league at the moment? And, well, he's doing everything for the team. And so, yeah, Jamal Murray still injured. So, of course, hasn't been able to put on much in a show. But hopefully when he comes back, you know, think things can finally things can finally get back into decent position for... um for the uh for the nuggets uh monte uh monte morris has been decent aaron gordon has actually been pretty impressive with uh with uh with denver but also hasn't you know been fantastic but still got to give him his credit enough there uh denver is still a really good team uh they just need improvement better on the defense because i think defensively it's just they're not that great so yeah, but if they can really improve that, then I think this team could definitely be a team that can make, you know, conference finals. Maybe. I mean, it's going to be tough because there's definitely certainly better teams in the West. So, but I don't know. Right now, I mean, you know, they could actually get better. Uh, the Mavericks also at number five. Or they're only at number five. Uh, 28 and 21. Luka Doncic has been good, but not MVP level. I would say this year he has been great, but... I don't know if he's really in that MVP conversation, at least like top three, top five, but hasn't been that good, but also hasn't been that terrible. So can't really say too much on the Mavericks. I haven't really seen them play that much. And Luka has had a pretty quiet year, so I can't really say too much from that perspective either. But yeah, uh, next we have the Utah Jazz at number four. They're 30 and 20. They're currently on a four game losing streak. So right now the Jazz haven't been looking good this past week, but Jazz are still a very good team. You know, they're, they're one of the best shooting teams in the league. They have a very complete team, balanced team, offensively, defensively. Same thing as last year, except last year they dominated more in the regular season. They were the number one seed in the regular season. But obviously, there's another team that's doing way better in the regular season than Utah. But they haven't been looking terrible. They could definitely be a threat in the playoffs when time passes by, when time comes around. And number three, we have the Memphis Grizzlies with a 34 and 17 record. Yeah, John Moran has been going fucking crazy this year. Easily an all-star this year. And he was an all-star starter. I'll go over the starters in the in the all-star game in a bit. But has been incredible. Obviously, the biggest reason why this Grizzlies team is a top three team in the West right now. Um, John Moran has been has been incredible. In his third year, you know, he's already taken them to the playoffs twice. 
uh, not twice, uh, once, and, you know, was able to put up a fight against Utah last year. And this year, you know, whoever he goes up against, if obviously if it were to end now, he would play against, what, Denver? Um, and it would be difficult. But maybe this year, you know, the Grizzlies, John Ryan has been is officially a superstar in the league, and he's been definitely up there for MVP. So, yeah, this team definitely, without John Morant, they would be a very completely different team. And number two, we have the Golden State Warriors with a 36-13 and 13 record. Well, I mean, the Warriors, you know, Klay Thompson is back. Steph Curry is that motherfucker. You know, when has he not been? But uh, speaking about Curry, I mean, ever since he broke the three-point record from Ray Allen, uh, for the last month, he just has not been good. He's been pretty rough, like actually bad. Like I haven't seen Steph play this bad in maybe ever like like it, it was terrible like i've seen a couple of plays where he sh- at this point i think curry just got so i don't know I, I don't know what it is but his slump has just kind of been like all right i he officially broke the record now he's just fucking throwing the ball in the air like at, at that point he just tosses it he just throws it like whatever he makes it easy to shoot a 3 so I guess right now to him, it's just like, fuck it, whatever. I just throw it the way I throw it. It's going to go in no matter what. And well, you know, even though it does definitely seems like Curry is the perfect person to make a three-pointer look the easiest thing in the world because he shoots it like if like if it was the most natural thing in the world. But the way he's been shooting the basketball the last month or two has been pretty terrible. Um so if he could just get out that slump, you know, definitely is back for MVP conversation. But again, you know, it's been a month, you know, usually slumps, damn, like month long slumps. It's it's kind of crazy. I'm not saying Stephen Curry has had a down year because honestly, October, November uh, and, you know, a little bit, mostly December, he's been pretty good. But ever since, you know, Christmas around ever since around Christmas time to now. That's when really much like the slump has been going on. So, yeah, I mean, a month and a week from what? So it's been a little bit of time. So Curry needs to kind of get out that bubble a bit. But with Curry not playing amazing, you know, at the moment, the Warriors are still really fucking good. Klay Thompson is back. He's been playing pretty decent as well. Um, You know, and, 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 you know, he's probably going to get better. So and we'll have to see, man, in the postseason. Shit, I'm scared what the Warriors can do in the playoffs. Because at that point, I know Curry is going to bounce back and he's not going to play as terrible as he's been playing recently. So, yeah. And then a team that has barely has played terrible this year. A team that just looks fucking unbeatable this year. And obviously, that's the Phoenix Suns. They're 36-9. They're obviously the best team in the NBA. Best team in the Western Conference. Yeah, this team, ridiculous, man. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, you know, DeAndre Ayton. Like, what are this team... What is his team? Mikael Bridges, you know, Cameron Johnson, Jay Crowder. They have been playing great this year. And so, well, you know, they've been doing their thing. They've been, JaVale McGee is on the not on the Suns. Bro, I didn't even know that. JaVale McGee, bro. How many times? Bro, this man's on a different team every single fucking year. I swear to God. But, yeah, no, the Suns have been great this year. I mean, damn. Like, it's impressive. Like, it's impressive, you know, after losing to the finals to the Bucks last year in six. 
They obviously want to get back into that position to get back in the finals, try to win a championship, a second chance for Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayn to win their first championship um, when they were two wins away last year. But Giannis took that from them, um, you know, after losing four straight games in the finals. So, yeah, they definitely are looking for revenge. And easily the Suns have been the best team so far this entire year. I mean, 36-9. I mean, 39-9. and 40 wins, potentially, before they even get 10 losses. So, just crazy how they've been ridiculously good this year. So, you know, they, it, it, they've been great. So, we can't really deny that at all. But we'll have to wait and see how the rest of the season pans out. Now, let's go over the midseason awards. Who I would say are winning each award at the current moment. Uh, for MVP... Honestly, I might have to give it, oh man, it's actually kind of tough. For MVP, I could definitely give it to Giannis. I could definitely give it to Odell. Embiid, I definitely want to say Embiid because he has been great. He has definitely been great. But, you know, fuck it. Embiid, I'll say Embiid. Why not? Why not? Rookie of the year, uh, easily Evan Mobley. Uh, Evan Mobley has been definitely the best Um. I didn't even talk about Evan Mobley when I was talking about the Cavaliers. My bad. Another reason why the Cavaliers have been also pretty good this year is not only because of Darius Garland, but also Evan Mobley. He has been the best rookie this season. I mean, he's been putting up crazy numbers. So, yeah, obviously over Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, all the rookies this year, Evan Mobley has been that guy. Um, And he's been providing. He's been playing pretty good. So, obviously, Evan takes rookie of the year. Defensive player of the year, uh, I think majority of people are saying Draymond Green. Um, honestly, I haven't seen Draymond Green. Like, from my view of like the game, I'm just going to have to go with how many people are saying Draymond Green. Because it looks like it's almost a blowout. Because, you know, it seems like majority of people are saying Draymond Green. But I can't really be sure of that myself because I haven't seen it. But probably because I haven't seen so many Warriors games, just the ones that are maybe on like on prime time and stuff, which is definitely a good amount. But I don't really watch every single play all the time. So, so yeah, I'm going to say Draymond Green. But again, there's like an asterisk to it because I can't really be too sure because I really don't know. But shit, if he's been that good, then majority of people are saying he's easily defensive player of the year. Then he had to have been that good. And I'm just not fucking... You know, paying attention. But anyways, uh, six man of the year, Tyler Hero. Um, give it to him right now. It's over. That's it. Tyler Hero winning it. Like, wrap it up. And then most improved player. I mean, you could say Jordan Poole, Miles Bridges, Darius Garland. I mean, fucking John Morant. I mean, John Morant, I knew was going to improve, but he has been fucking out of his mind. Shit, it's kind of tough. I mean, the most surprising for me is probably Darius Garland. I didn't think he was going to improve that much. Jordan Poole was good last year, but you can kind of see the progression. He was going to get better. Miles Bridges has been, he was he was good last year. And this year, he's kind of been sticking the same, but he's just been improving even better. Uh, but out, out of like upset, out of like a player that you really think he improved because last year was kind of like, not amazing, not a superstar, not even an all-star this year, last year, and then this year he's the complete opposite. Like, completely transform his player, 
his 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 as his ability to play on the court. Darius Garland got to be up there, man. Definitely got to be up there. So, I gotta say, I gotta say, it's 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 probably it's probably Darius Garland, honestly. But it it uh, but the most improved player, it's kind of tough. It's honestly kind of tough where you can go with. So. It'll be it'll be pretty tough to to see who would uh who would win the award. But those are my predictions for the awards mid season, and so, yeah, that's that. Now let's go over the NBA All Star Game starters. They were announced, uh, two days ago, on Thursday. If you want to guess who the captains are, it is the most obvious thing in the world. Obviously, it's LeBron and KD, and they're gonna be doing a draft on February tenth. To obviously pick the reserves and put them on their own team and, you know, build their own fucking team for the All-Star game. That's on February 10th. But the All-Star game is going to be when? On February 22nd, I believe. So, yeah. No, February 20th. February 20th, uh, 2022 will be the NBA All-Star game. But let's let's go over the, the starters in the Eastern Conference. So, obviously, we got KD. We got Giannis, we got Joel Embiid, we got Trey uh, Young, and DeMar DeRozan. So all of them definitely deserve it. KD, Giannis, and Embiid, and Trey Young shouldn't be any surprises. Y'all know why they're, they're, all-star, they're all-star starters this year. DeRozan has been putting lights out numbers with Chicago this year. So obviously that's a huge reason why they've been able to play fantastic basketball. And, well, that's where they are right now. And DeMar DeRozan is that reason. So, got to be an all-star starter. And he is. So, you know, truly deserved. For the Western Conference, obviously LeBron, no surprise there. Nikola Jokic, no surprise there. Steph Curry, even though he's been on the drought, he's Steph fucking Curry. So, there's no doubt about that. John Moran has been amazing this year. And so, well, that's not a surprise. But then, Andrew Wiggins is the Western Conference is a is a Western Conference starter. Not only just an All Star, but a All Star starter, an All Star starter. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Wow, that's that's crazy. Honestly, for me, I'm not gonna really take too much off of off of Andrew Wiggins because he has had a pretty good year. But I don't know about All Star starter. I mean, you could definitely give it to Luca. I would give it to Devin Booker. Honestly, I would give it to Devin Booker because he's been come on, he's been fucking great this year. Devin Booker, maybe even Chris Paul. And Luca, I would give it over Andrew Wiggins as a starter. But then again, who uh, who honestly gives a fuck? Because all these players are going to play if they don't get injured, obviously. And, you know, like, in the end of the day, like, okay, he's a starter. He's an all-star, which definitely deserved to be. Starter, very questionable. I wouldn't say, personally, he's a starter. But then again, who gives a shit? He's going to be playing in the all-star game. Either way, and so well, you know things gonna happen. He's gonna play, so you know it doesn't really fucking matter. 
but yeah, those are those are the uh, those are the starters for so. Let me repeat them again for the Eastern Conference. Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, or actually no, Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's a twelve-time All Star. Embiid, who's a five-time All Star. DeRozan, who's a five-time All Star. Giannis, who's a six-time All Star, and then Trey Young, who's a two-time All Star. Then we have LeBron, who is an eighteen-time All Star. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, Steph Curry, eight-time All-Star. Jokic, a four-time All-Star. John Morant with his first All-Star game. And Andrew Wiggins for his first All-Star game. So, yeah, those are the starters for the All-Star game. Obviously, the reserves are going to be announced next week. So, you know, I will I will get over and talk about that when, uh, when that information comes out. But that's that for the NBA-related content for this episode. Now let's get into the music slash football. So music, there's not a lot going on so far. Uh, I haven't really been listening to a lot of music from this year. Um, Don FM, DS Forever. You know, I'm kind of like already kind of lashing out, listening to other shit. But we might be getting a new album. And that new album is a sequel to a beautiful album that was released last year. And I'm talking about Donda 2. Donda 2 is supposedly dropping next month, February 22nd, 2022. It's an executive produced album from Future. So not him producing any music from the album, but him basically having access to pick the pe- the pick the features on the album kind of rearrange the track list do all the other shit behind the scenes for the album and obviously may lay in a verse or two it probably is a feature on the album most likely but apparently we might actually get Donda 2 in February yeah Donda came out August 29th 2021 it hasn't even been 6 months Hasn't even been six fucking months since the album has come out. And yet we're already here. Actually, no. I think it doesn't it mark six months today? September, October, November, December, Jan. No, five months. Five months. Five months. Today it marks five months since that album came out. So still, not even six months. Not even half a year yet. But it might drop next month in February 22nd. Again, am I happy as fuck? Yes. But am I happy as fuck for probably no fucking reason? Because I'm not really too sure if he's even going to drop this album February 22nd. Yes. You, you, you could also say the same thing. Because it's Kanye. You can't trust Kanye. And supposedly the 16th of February, we're getting that documentary, the Genius or Genius documentary on Netflix. But obviously, the whole incident where he wants the credit he wants to see he wants to go over the documentary before it comes out it's probably gonna take a while for it to edit you know maybe things are just gonna probably take a while to kind of delay shit and hold things back so i don't know i don't know if i'm really expecting don the two coming out in february 22nd or even the documentary coming out february 16th obviously i'm excited for it because i i, I love kanye west so why the fuck would I not be excited for it? But then again, I can't have my hopes up because the other day Kanye West is always late to the party. He may be life of the party, 
but he's always late to it. So honestly, I can't really put too much on it. Um, and so I really, I really don't know where he can, where he can, uh, is, 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 I don't know where this is going to be going, but you know, we, he, we, he, we hear the headlines, uh, Kanye West is giving up his phone until Donda 2 is finished. Okay. Uh, Donda 2 is being played at funerals, births, graduations, weddings. Okay. But is he going to drop it? You can give me all that shit, but is he going to drop it? Is he going to drop it on February 22nd? Is that actually going to fucking happen? We'll have to wait and see, right? At this point, you just can't trust Kanye. We'll just have to wait until he actually drops it. Yes or no. Same thing with the fucking documentary. But let's say, you know, Kanye is, is you know, he's responsible. Let's say Kanye is professional enough to finally do something and turn it in on time. What if he actually gives us that documentary, the 16th, and the album on the 22nd? I mean, the 22nd is not even a fucking Friday. It's a Tuesday. But there's only going to be a February 22nd, 2022, once, ever. So, why not? Shit, why not? (laughs) Why the fuck not? So, again... We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But um. But anyways, yeah, we'll see if Donda Two actually comes out. Now let's get into football. So a couple days ago, we had big news on Big Ben whether he made his final decision, is he going to retire? Yes or no? And well, he has announced that he will be officially retiring. Um. So obviously. Not a big surprise. Big Ben, obviously one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. I mean, what has he accomplished? He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. He's a six-time Pro Bowler. He's a two-time passing yards leader. You know, he's one of the best. Uh, he, he, uh, his, some of his NFL records, uh, most career 500-yard passing games with four. Uh, most career p- uh, perfect passer rating games, four. And then most completions in a regular or postseason game with 47. That's fucking ridiculous. Spent 18 years with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Won two titles with them, obviously. He was Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2004. You know, he was he's, he's a great QB. He's one of the most efficient passers in history of the league. Um, he's fifth and all-time in career passing yards. With I believe like sixty four thousand something, um, or sixty three thousand. He's also twelfth of all time in passer rating with a ninety four point three. You know, he, there's so much shit. He's also one of the highest career winning percentages as a starter in the regular season as a quarterback. And obviously, he's also one of the few quarterbacks in league history who has been able to beat. Every team in the NFL, besides obviously Pittsburgh, because obviously he, he never played for any other team. But, you know, Big Ben, 39 years old, he's done. He's he's giving it up. He's, he's you know, one of the best QBs of all time. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a wrap for his career. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs really ended Big Ben's career. But no, man, whatever, we'll have to see what Big Ben does in his retirement, whether he's going to be an announcer, 
broadcast uh, broadcast reporter, you know, uh, starts his own business, you know, outside, um, you know, does something different. I don't know. Becomes a fucking author. I don't know. You know, becomes a coach somewhere else. We'll have to wait and see what Big Ben does. Um, so that was two days ago that he was announced that he's officially giving up the cleats. And after spending 18 years in Pittsburgh, he called it a career, man. He called it a career, but one of the best. One of the best of all time, for sure. But then, also today, we got the bigger news. The news that I thought, am I ever going to hear this news in my entire life or am I going to die and then this, these news come out. But Big Ben was not the only quarterback to retire, apparently, this year. Today, at around like 2.30, 3 o'clock today, so maybe, what, six hours ago, I was eating at a restaurant. And then my phone just blew up with notifications from the score, ESPN, fucking NFL. Tom Brady retiring after 22 years. 20 in New England, 2 in Tampa. That's it. Tom Brady is officially retired. Let me repeat it once again. Tom Brady is what this is what ESPN said officially retire. But that's that's what I thought. That that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And that's what I thought. It's done. 22 years. And that's it. Then that's it. This man is done. His final game was against the Rams last week on Sunday. Where he almost came back and almost won the game for Tampa after they were struggling in the first half. And then boom, here they are in the second half, full throttle. They're going ham. But Tom Brady, is he really done? Is he really done? Well, apparently not, because apparently ESPN and all the fucking media outlets basically got the information before fucking Tom Brady even told Tampa that he's fucking retiring. So basically, the media just pulled that narrative that he's retiring and decided to just release it. Brady retiring, Brady retiring, and then Brady's like, so I never told Tampa that I was retiring. I never even confirmed, made it official that I'm retiring. So now people are thinking, wait, is he actually going to retire? Is he going to stay one more year? Is this true? Is this bullshit? Whatever. We could easily say six hours ago he is retired. But then right now at the current moment, I can't even be too sure that he's officially retired because ESPN and all the fucking media outlets just push the narrative too fucking early and ruin the surprise. Or not really a surprise, but... Kind of ruined what most people kind of expected to expect what was going to happen today and not hear that fucking Tom Brady was going to retire. Especially just a week after, you know, his potential last game. Which at this point I'm saying potential because I don't even know 
Is it really done for Tom Brady? Is he actually retiring? Is it a real thing? Or is it just the media loving to just shove shit out before even Brady even says a word about it? So obviously, when Brady officially says something out of his fucking mouth saying, I'm retiring and I am done playing football, then I can give you guys the actual claim, the actual statement for his retirement speech. That's an, oh, that's also another thing. It seems bullshit because Brady doesn't have any letter. He doesn't, he doesn't, there's no, there's no official document. There's no official letter, Instagram post, tweet or anything saying, guys, this is it. I'm retiring. None of that, at least at the current moment, at least till right now, there's nothing. So at this point, this is just rumors. This is just rumors. I know you can probably see everyone posting Tom Brady, all the media outlets, maybe your friends, your on people's stories. But imagine that could be fucking bullshit. You may think, oh man, he's actually retiring. That's crazy. Let's fucking go. All his haters are so happy. Oh, yes. The evil empire, though. The fuck? He's done. He's done. My favorite team can now win football games because Brady's not fucking playing anymore. Then to realize that he might not actually fucking retire because he could go for year 23, potentially. Year 23. And honestly, it's honestly very fitting if he does play next year because 23 is already a go-to number in sports, obviously, LeBron, Michael Jordan. And what if... That's that, that's such a Brady thing to do. If he retires on his 23rd season and wins his 8th Super Bowl, imagine. Imagine. And I'm thinking about that right now because I can't even... I can't even really... Like, say to myself, he's officially retired. Because that's not true. Is he actually retired? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I got this. We got, we all heard the news about it today in the afternoon. So I had to tell y'all. So I know it's not really confirming that he's retiring or not. We're kind of in the mix of really not knowing exactly if he's really going to retire or not. Right now, I would say no. Because it's the safest thing to bet. Tom Brady hasn't said a word about retiring, but here we are saying all of our happy cheers, our open letters, or, oh man, you will always be the GOAT, whatever. And even though it is definitely true, he is definitely the GOAT, and there's no denying that, it feels like maybe we should have at least waited until he said something to kind of finally give us like the real moment happen. But no, ESPN and all the media fucking outlets, the score, NFL, whatever, they had to ruin the Bleacher Report. They had to ruin the surprise. If it was a surprise or not, or give us false or just unconfirmed news at the wrong time. So again, Brady could be retiring or not. It can go either way right now. But even though you may see on Instagram, Twitter... Brady's done. His career's over. That's it. He's he's that's it. He's gonna move on to family. He's gonna move on to just worrying about his kids and his family instead of getting fucking sacked by 350 pound men on the field every fucking day, every week, every other week, even after months in the offseason getting ready for the next year. 
He doesn't want to go through the same thing. He's already done anything that a quarterback could dream of. Anything. The man has done more. And I mean more than anything. Let me just... If he retires, let me just tell you the career highlights. Seven-time Super Bowl champion. Five-time Super Bowl MVP. Three-time MVP. Two-time Offensive Player of the Year. Comeback Player of the Year. Three-time first-team All-Pro. Three-time All-Second-Team uh, All-Pro. 15-time Pro Bowler. Five-time Passing Touchdown Leader. Four-time Passing Yards Leader. Obviously, the 2000s All-Decades Team. The 2010s All-Decades Team. Uh, national Champion 97, even though that was college. Uh, he has... The most quarterback wins with 243. The most career passing attempts with 11,317. The most career passing completions with 7,263. The most career passing yards with 84,520. Most career passing touchdowns with 624. And most career uh, most past completions in a season with 485, which was this year. And then longest touchdown pass, 99 yards, which is tied for an NFL record as well. So, yeah. 624 touchdowns, 203 interceptions. 84,000 passing yards. 97.6 passing rating overall. His completion percentage, 64.2%. And those are just like the basic, you know, those are just like the like the, uh, the, the standout highlights, the standout records, the standout, you know, awards, whatever. He has more than that, for sure. And all the countless, you know, goaded moments, obviously. Yeah, so look, let's just say this. Whether he's retired or not, let me just say this and get this out the way. Obviously, Brady is the GOAT. Obviously. Look, I never was the biggest Brady fan in the world. I definitely did not like this man when I was a kid, when I was younger. I, when I first started watching football, goddamn that I really have some sort of hatred behind him. And I'm sorry, you know? But just like everybody, I think Brady hated it. You know, I mean, he hated, everybody hated him because, you know, their, their team would always get their ass whooped. By Tom Brady. So, you know, I, I understand that. As a Dolphins fan, boom, we got fucking clapped multiple times from Brady. And so did every other team. You know? So, and again, like his story, the way he has, he's changed the game of football. The way he's one of the greatest athletes in, 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 in sports history. He revolutionized the quarterback position. He's one of the most talented players we've ever seen. Um, maybe not the most talented by like skill wise, at least with like his mobility, or he's not the most craziest quarterback that can do the trick plays or whatever. But as a quarterback, he's the most perfect example of a winner, the perfect example of a leader. And no matter what circumstance, he will go up to it. It doesn't matter if they're almost down by 25 points in a game where 16 minutes left and you guys are basically done in the last game and Atlanta can overtake that game easily and let that moment get to Atlanta 
and give it to them. And well, 25 points, 15 minutes in football, that's tough. In one quarter to score 25 or more points, to tie and then to force OT and then to get possession and to score and to win the game in overtime in the Super Bowl, in the biggest game of the whole fucking year, you are down 25 nothing and you come back force overtime and like that was that that was the game that obviously I knew Brady was the go after that game. Despite how much I hated him or anything at that moment when I saw that ending I didn't even watch football that long Super 51 I maybe watched football for like 2 years at that point or 3 years but at that point already I knew this man is a goat. He is the best quarterback ever. Like that's it. And it took it 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 was kind of painful for me for me to say that cuz I did not like Brady but man me watching that game I just was like wow like I was obviously upset in Atlanta. I was like, what the fuck? How are y'all going to blow a 25-point lead in the fucking Super Bowl, you know? But greatness, man. Greatness. Brady was able to do the impossible. And, like, just his come up, like, in college. Four years in college in Michigan. He was a decent quarterback. Okay, he won a national championship. But the defense and pretty much, you know, carried him and everything. Defense, offense. I mean, Brady wasn't that guy in Michigan. He was cool, but... You know, and then obviously leading to the combine, many missed throws. He just looked like he was just going to be an average QB, really nothing special. Well, 2000 draft, he was far from being somewhat special because that man was picked in the sixth round, 199th overall. New England picked up. Apparently, some guy named Tom Brady in the sixth round. Ah, rudder. He's a QB out of Michigan. All right, bet. Let's bring him in, I guess. Whatever. Drew Bledsoe is that guy. So, you know, fuck it. We're going to keep him for a while. Drew Bledsoe gets injured against the, the Jets in 2001. It's game over. It's game over. The rest is history. The rest is history. He wins... The Super Bowl in his first official year as the starter. Then he led them to 17 divisional titles, 11 in a row from 2009 to 2019. 13 AFC Championship games, 14 total, obviously. Um, six Super Bowl titles with, with New England, obviously one with Tampa. Man, just, just, incredible, incredible. Whether he's officially retired, whether he's not, he's already, he's changed. There's nothing else to say about Brady. One more extra year, more touchdowns, more shit in his stats overall, but the difference has already been done. He's the greatest quarterback of all time and arguably one of the greatest athletes ever. Despite if you hate the man, like I used to hate the man. You cannot, you know, you cannot see the greatness. You could see it with your own eyes, despite if you don't like to see it, because he's always whooping your favorite team's ass. If you're a bandwagon, even fuck it. Sometimes he's even whooping your ass. You just can't deny that. You cannot deny greatness. So, so yeah, man. 
So Brady, if you're officially retired, man, you had a great fucking career. <laughs> great career. I mean, you had a perfect career at this point. Obviously not perfect because, you know, you didn't win every Super Bowl every single year. But for to have a standard like Tom Brady, to have a career like Tom Brady is definitely one of a kind. And for anyone to be the GOAT after Brady, <sighs> good luck. Good luck, because it's going to take more than luck to get there. Let's get straight into the NFL Conference Championships. For tomorrow, we have the AFC and the NFC Championship games tomorrow. The AFC Championship game tomorrow taking on at 3 p.m. between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. So... Let me put it this way. Chiefs, Rams, Super Bowl. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. That's that. I gave you my predictions already. Chiefs beat the Bengals. Rams beat the Niners. And then the Chiefs beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. So that's that. So that's pretty much that. But I do want to kind of give more further in depth for, the, for, for you know, both games. Anyways, Bengals, Chiefs. Y'all know who I have winning this game. But let's talk about the Bengals. Bengals last week had a pretty good game against uh the Tennessee Titans last week. They defeated them 19 to 16. They were able to be out there, get strong, even though they were struggling offensively, and it was really the just, you know, Ethan McPherson was was, you know, hitting them field goals and everything. Uh it was looking really forward for, for Tennessee to kind of just sell the bag in this game because they just played terribly offensively. Um it was really the Bengals that just were able to take over and were able to take over the game and you know were able to to you know get 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 the victory. I don't know why I stopped thinking what I was gonna say, but they got the game. They got the game and they were able to knock down the number one seed in the AFC. And now here they are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, which is gonna be a tough game. I mean. Kansas City, they had a tough game against Buffalo, but they were able to beat them in overtime. And that game was fucking incredible. And it was a beautiful game to watch. Josh Allen played amazing. Patrick Mahomes played great. And so, you know, both teams did their best. But Kansas City, they came out on top on that game. And here they are. And Arrowhead once again for their third straight chance to potentially make the Super Bowl. Once again, this is their fourth AFC title game in a row. And if they win, they will be at their third consecutive Super Bowl. Mahomes in four years has already won a Super Bowl MVP. Already led to the already led his team. Basically, his my entire high school career, he has been taking this team. To the fucking AFC Championship game minimum. AFC Championship game minimum. My entire high school career. Freshman year, his first AFC title game. 2018. Senior year, here I am. 2021 or 2022. AFC Championship game. Did he win the Super Bowl in 2018? No. They lost to New England. 2019? They beat the fucking, uh, they beat the, who did they beat in the AFC Championship game in 2019? The Titans. They beat the Titans in the AFC Championship game. In 2020, they beat the, who did they beat the 2020? Jesus Christ, who the fuck did they beat? 
the Bills. They beat the Bills in the AFC Championship game last year. Now they have a chance to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Who they? Now, honestly, I think a lot of people are going for Cincinnati just because they don't want to deal with Jackson Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes' fucking wife, annoying-ass family ever this entire season and kind of just, you know, humble them and put them to sleep for the rest of the year. Um, and I can't really, you know, disagree on that. Um, I do not like Je- uh, Patrick Mahomes' family at all. Um, I mean, Patrick is only taking W's on the field because at home, a lot of L's, a lot of L's. Maybe his parents are cool. Maybe the rest of his family is cool. But at least his wife, who he has to deal with every fucking day because he has a fucking baby has a kid with her and i think they're married or i think they're gonna get married at some point because you know and also has to deal with his fucking annoying ass brother who likes to you know dance and disrespect other people and then always you know acts to has to act like like the thing is jack mahomes jack jackson mahomes is just a fucking clown and the TikTok dances and people saying Mahomo, whatever, like him probably being him maybe might be gay. I don't know. He might be. I'm not going to assume that, but maybe he is. Yes or no. Or him doing TikTok dances. That's not the thing that pisses me off. It's just like his entitlement. That's just the thing. That's why Jackson Mahomes and his wife, Brittany, are just super fucking hated because I know that they use that entitlement that they have because they're a part of a family that Mahomes now officially look I'm not going to say that 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 um that Brittany and Jackson are 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 gold diggers or they they they're only having this exposure because of Patrick because Brittany has been loyal to Patrick I mean, they were—they literally met in high school. They're high school sweethearts. So obviously, I'm not going to say, like, only used him for money, only married him for money, only had his kid for money, only got fame for money, for, you know, for from Patrick, whatever. But as Patrick got more famous, they kind of felt like they have that fame, too. And that's, that's you know, they're not wrong. They do have that fame. But my God, they don't have to act so fucking entitled about it. And make it seem like when they win, they rule the fucking world. But then when they lose, oh, fuck the refs. That's another thing. with Like, every time they lose a game, she got to be on Twitter complaining about the refs. Complaining about the fans throwing shit at her when she was throwing shit at the fans last week. And then she goes on Twitter saying, oh... Everything I do, I always get shitted on for it. I, w- I, I, w- I wish I could just do whatever the fuck I want and for people to not criticize me. Well, how the fuck is that going to happen when you just do the stupidest shit and make fun of yourself and making a fool out of yourself and then you expect people to just be okay with that, I guess. I guess. And then you're going to protect Jackson Mahomes because that man likes to dance around fucking deceased football players' numbers on the football field, I guess, on the sidelines. And just whatever, fuck it. Let him live his own fucking life. And then the whole bar incident, the whole incident um, 
uh, when they were at a bar and Jackson Mahomes got kicked out because he wanted to get this table, rented the table. And so, like, he was, he, he made a whole fuss and t- temper tantrum because he's like, we're the Mahomes family. Like, what the fuck? I'm, J- I'm Patrick Mahomes' fucking brother. Get me that fucking table right now. Like, do you not know who the fuck I am? Like, what are you doing? Like, that entitlement, that, like, like, you guys act like you, you are the reason. You take that part, you take that fame from your brother and you use it against you. You don't use it because, hey man, my brother is famous. That's fucking crazy. And I can use the fame. I'm not saying that Jackson Mahomes can't be famous or that his wife can't be famous because whatever. I'm not saying that, but it's just the way they act. It's just the way they act. And the fact that Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes, like it's just completely different. From Patrick. Like, it's it's incredible how they are actually brothers. One of them had to be adopted. I promise you, Jackson had to be adopted. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, I, I really, I just, they're just two completely different players. Players. <laughs> like, one of the, like, two of them. Both of them are players. Obviously not. But it's just insane. How is the guy that has a 10-year, $500 million contract and is basically set for his entire career to play for one franchise most likely and his entire career set for him to be successful and he's in a great position he's the highest played player in the NFL he's already done so much at his age at 25 years old and he's still young obviously to do more win more Super Bowls and become even more successful even more rich and how is he not the one being all entitled? How is he not the one being like, oh, I own the fucking world. Oh, I'm the best fucking player in the in the league. Nobody can fuck with me. I don't give a shit, you know? He is so humble. He has that character inside of him, you know? Like, he's... And I'm not saying Mahomes can't have that type of confidence. Because obviously he needs that type of confidence, to, you know? See where he's going. You can't not you you cannot just be not confident. Obviously, but he doesn't act entitled. At least he isn't entitled. Maybe he is. You know, maybe not through the media. Maybe in press conferences, he seems like a humble guy. Maybe at home, he's like, "Fuck y'all, I do whatever the fuck I want." You know, and maybe that's true. You know, he has the advantages for certain things. That's his name. That's his reputation. He can get a he can get away with a lot of things. You know, and he he's he could be a billionaire in the in a, in a couple years, man. I won't be surprised. In a decade or two, Mahomes can easily be a billionaire once he retires. For sure. With that contract and he keeps investing in shit, he could be a billionaire once he's done. Or maybe towards the end of his career, you know? Honestly, same thing with Brady. But whatever. This is Mahomes. Whatever. But then, again, he's the superstar. He's the guy that everyone talks about. Everyone loves and shit. Well, obviously not everyone because people don't like his family. And obviously, people don't like that the Chiefs are now probably going to become the next dynasty, the next New England Patriots. So obviously, the Chiefs are going to be whooping every team's ass. And so, you know, he's going to be the new face of the NFL, but also going to be the next biggest target for haters after Brady retires, if that's even true or not. So... So yeah, um, so I was about to talk about the game, but then again, here I am talking about the fucking Mahomes family. 
and how I do not fucking like them. So, look, man, uh, basically Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' only Ws is basically just when he's on the field. When he's on the field, he's taking all the Ws. But then at home, he has to go with his annoying wife and he has to see his fucking annoying ass brother. It just sucks, you know? Honestly, maybe his parents are cool. So, you know, maybe not all his family members are bullshit. Because I'm not going to say that, you know? I'm not going to sit here and say that. Because there's no proof that I could say that his mom is a bitch or that his dad is a cunt. Like, I can't say that, you know? But, God, an annoying brother and an, and an annoying wife. Like, that's that's that must piss him off. Like, And Mahomes is not those, he's not one of those guys that he, he can just express it or just say, fuck this, you know? But I promise you, there are times in his own private life that he's just like, fuck. Like, how can I get out of here? Like, shit. Did I make the right decision? Like, or at least like he's questionable to ask them, like, why did you do this? Why did you do this? You know? But I don't know, man. He's probably not one of those people. He's probably like, he backs them up and defends them and shit, you know? Because he's a good person. He's a good guy. Mahomes is not a bitch. Mahomes is not an entitled motherfucker. But then his brother is. Thinking he's the shit. You're the shit because your brother is the shit. You know, like, fuck, you know. And it makes me seem like a hater, you know. Well, I mean, definitely. I'm definitely hating on Jackson Mahomes. But for obvious reasons. Like, I don't need to hate you. If you don't have that entitlement... You know, like, it's fine. If you're famous because of your brother, I'm not going to, like, use that against you. <laughs> I mean, I could be famous. And my family, if I put my family involved around the media, then shit, of course, they're going to have fucking, you know, fame as well. But if they use that against them, is use that as, like, oh, that's their stepping stone in life. Oh, that's, they, they are the shit because of that. Because they have that. Like, no, like, stop. Like, stop. Like, like, no. Just stop. Just shut the fuck up. Just just shut the fuck up. That's, that's, that's all I want to, like, hear. Just, y'all, just be normal, watch the game, and enjoy, you know, just, just, just stop doing all this fuck shit, please. Like, damn, it's, it's fucking annoying. It's fucking annoying. But anyways, uh, Kansas City. Uh, Joe Burrow hopefully can have a great game, great performance. The Bengals, if they lose this game... They don't lose anything, pretty much, because the fact that they're in the AFC Championship game after being a team that I didn't even have to make in the fucking playoffs, um, you did way more than enough to shock everybody making it to this game. So, yeah, and you're also playing in Arrowhead, so that's going to be tough as well. So, yeah, Kansas City, I have them beating Cincinnati, so we'll see for that game tomorrow. And then finally, the NFC Championship game, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Taking on the LA Rams. This should also be another fucking amazing game. The 49ers, man, they dominate against the Rams in the regular season. This Rams team just cannot get over the hump over the 49ers in the regular season. But in the postseason, it could be a different story. I mean, the Bucks, they cannot beat the Saints at all in the regular season. But well, when it mattered the most, the Bucks were able to win that game against, you know, New Orleans. They're 1-4 with Brady against the Saints. Four of those losses in the regular season. That one win in the postseason. 
And I think they're like 0-6 against the Niners in the last three years, I believe. So they have been pretty terrible. But this is the first time they've been in the playoffs in, in a while. So things could be different. And it's going to be a SoFi Stadium, which another big thing that's you know going to be a, probably a mission for, for Rams fans as well. There's going to be a lot of 49ers fans in that game because... At this point, Rams fans don't even exist, it seems like. It, very non-existent. I feel like they'll show out for the Super Bowl if the Super Bowl is even in L.A. Because at this point, we don't even know if the Super Bowl is going to be in L.A., which is, like, kind of stupid. I know. I, I think it's it should be in L.A. I mean, there's no way in two weeks from now the Super Bowl is going to happen. And they're still not 100% certain that the game is going to be in fucking L.A. So at this point, it should definitely just stick to be in L.A. Like, at this point, it's just too late to just change shit. But either way, whatever it is, like, uh, the game is is, is bound to get ready. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday in two weeks. I'm super fucking excited. But the Rams, man, if that defense could stay put, that offense can put up points. Matthew Stafford had a great game in the first half, at least, against the Bucks. If they don't play how they play in the second half, they could, if they could just avoid those silly mistakes and kind of play consistent football and play good good for those four quarters, you know, they are able to take down the Niners because offensively they were dreadful last week against the Packs. But the Packs were also dreadful themselves and the special teams, the defense, um, you know, the defense did their own thing, but the special teams and the offense sold and just were playing terrible. So, if the Rams could keep it up and just stay consistent and play throughout the game, the Rams got this. I think the Rams are there. And then my Super Bowl prediction would be right from the beginning of the season. From week one. Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. I could be totally right. I could be totally wrong. Imagine the Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. Imagine we say that in two weeks. Honestly, if it's 49ers... If it's 49ers... uh. If it's 49ers Rams, not 49ers Rams, if it's 49ers Bengals Super Bowl, I'm going to go for Cincinnati. And if it's Rams versus Bengals, I'm going to go with Rams. And if it's Chiefs Niners, the rematch of 2019 Super Bowl, 2020 Super Bowl in Miami, we can get that. Imagine we get Kansas City and San Francisco Super Bowl V2. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. A nice rematch in the Super Bowl. But no, I want LA. LA has been incredible this year. And so they've been proving that. But they got to get over their biggest kryptonite in the 49ers. So they can play at home at the Super Bowl. Because there can't be more Kansas City fans than LA fans in the Super Bowl. I mean, I know it would be you know balanced enough. But come on, LA... The City of Angels, a lot of celebrities going to be turned up to that game. Well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of celebrities at tomorrow's game in L.A., so it really won't be any different, but you can expect a lot of Niners fans tomorrow. A lot of Niners fans tomorrow. But, yeah, we'll have to see how these two games pan out. I'm super excited. I've been waiting all fucking week for these two games because Sunday last week was insane. Two games were just were just amazing. Finally, we get football tomorrow, but then we won't, we won't have good football until two weeks from now after tomorrow. Because the Pro Bowl, I don't know if I'm going to watch the Pro Bowl on Sunday. 
I guess maybe I guess so. Why not? But it it's it's not it's not the Super Bowl, obviously. So honestly, no one really gives a damn about it. But yeah, Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. Those are my predictions, and that is it for this long ass episode. I've been recording for like an hour and thirty minutes already. I have to edit some of this shit out, but damn. Um. Yeah. So that is it for today's episode. I'll see you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.